Welcome to the Feelings Fitness Podcast. Hi, it's me, Suzanne. I'm so ready to road trip through 2023 with you. 52 weeks of home, health, and happiness await us. We will leave 2022 in the rearview mirror and keep our eyes on the road ahead of us. Our inner mentor will be our guide, and we will be working on strategies to ignore the inner critic. You are the guide. You have the answers within. All you need is the space to quiet the mind, trust yourself, and receive a little encouragement along the way. Hop into the driver's seat. Let's do this. The big question for this week is how does your home feel? First, grab a journal, have it handy because we're going to be diving deep on this one. Take a moment and just pause. Close your eyes if you're comfortable with that. Find your home as it is right now in your mind's eye. Deep inhale in and a full exhale out. What does it look like? What's in it? Is it clean? Is it dirty? Is it messy? Or is it organized? What do you like about it? What would you change? How does it all make you feel? Nice deep inhale in. And exhale out. Tune into your body. Where do you feel tension? Where do you feel ease? What feels right? And what feels like it needs some attention? What do you want to keep? And why? What could you part ways with? Nice deep inhale in. And a full exhale out. Pause the podcast and continue the meditation if you need more time or open your eyes and grab your journal. Spend a few minutes reflecting upon what came up for you. Don't filter your thoughts. Write freely and remember to breathe. Through the meditation and journaling, you just took the first step towards meeting with your inner mentor. I want to highly recommend reading the book Playing Big by Tara Moore. This book will further explain the approach. She will discuss the inner critic who gets in the way of achieving goals and the inner mentor who can guide the way towards your greatest goals. The overarching idea is that you have all the answers you need to leading a fulfilled life all within you. You need not seek outside guidance or approval. All you need to do is quiet your mind. I will be referencing this book quite often throughout the year as we road trip these next 52 weeks through home, health, and happiness. Now we have come to the next task, creating a vision board. For this week, we are simply going to get it all set up, focusing on the home section. I'm going to share a little... I'm going to share a couple paragraphs from an article that I found that I found so fascinating, kind of comparing the home to a vision board in itself. So this article is The Power of Home and the Subconscious Mind, and it was written by Kimberly Garner. This can be found in Origin Magazine. She says, 
Our home acts as the living vision board for our life. Just as a vision board captures our values and desires within key areas, vitality, abundance, relationship, romance, travel, fun, adventure, career, community, family, and friends, each room in our home reflects and speaks to the same ideals. How we design, arrange, and occupy our home creates a silent yet visceral conversation between our home and our subconscious mind, influencing our thoughts, feelings, and experience. This language makes our home fertile ground for empowering our desires. When we curate each room with focused awareness, we tap into the power home holds for our life setting the stage for the physical, mental, and emotional experience we envision. We literally seed our life by seeding our intentions within our space. So I found that super inspiring in terms of getting the home all together and feeling great because it really is like this living and breathing vision board that surrounds us and encourages us to do great things as long as it is set up to inspire us. Grab a poster board large enough to divide into three sections. Leave a section across the top that you can clearly display your word for the year. Oh my goodness, my word for last year was fun. I jokingly changed it to funked up because 2022 was a wacky year with a lot of sadness with the loss of my beloved mom. Another side note on my board from last year was the you can do hard things quote. I saw that presenting quite differently when I pasted it on last year. But guess what? I truly learned that I can do hard things and still have fun. It was not easy, but I did it. Once the board framework has been established, start seeking out supplies. Again, mainly focusing on home right now. To clarify, home in this feelings fitness framework is about the structure and systems, not the people in it. That will happen when we get to happiness. Grab the basic supplies such as scissors, tape, glue, stickers, construction paper, then head to the store to grab some magazines with pretty home pictures, see if any catalogs have come in the mail, do a quick Google search, and print out some pictures. When you have a non-rush time that you can reflect, create a vision for the most ideal home scenario, and then craft this vision board, start cutting and pasting pictures, words, numbers, whatever feels right onto the home section of your board. Awesome. So now you either have a plan for or a completed home section on your vision board. Odds are there is still space for more, which can be added throughout the year as it arrives in your consciousness. Looking at your vision board plan and or your completed vision board, let's get that journal out. Remember back in the December teaser, I had discussed this idea of kind of an ideal way of setting up our journal for this year. And it was this idea of four different journals going for quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and quarter four, and then broken out into the three months that go in each quarter. So perhaps you already did that. If you haven't, maybe go back and listen to that episode and you might be inspired to kind of set up your journal in a very strategic and organized way. So statistically speaking, you are more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. So these journals really are a 
necessary tool if we really want to achieve our goals. So let's actually write down our home goals in a systematic way. As I have mentioned before, smart goals are the best. All this being said, I also want you to keep in mind this idea of like when you're writing these goals, try and think outside your comfort zone. Remember the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So as you're writing these smart goals, try to think outside your comfort zone so you can come up with some different ways, different things, and that way you're not doing the same thing over and over again, perhaps that you had been trying to accomplish, you know, in years past. So be thoughtful of how you're writing, what goals you're writing, and how you are writing them. Also, let's not make this too overwhelming. So perhaps you choose your top three home goals for now. You could even space them out as we work on the home together this first quarter. You could choose one for January, one for February, one for March. If you're able to do more, great. But if not, at least you'll find a feeling of success in these three goals being achieved. So let's get to it. And I'm just going to share my January SMART goal. And this is the same typically every year. And again, even for me, it's going to be a work of trying to come up with different ways of doing this because I feel like I come back to the same thing every January and do this de-junking process. And every January, I'm de-junking again. So I feel like I need to come up with a little bit of a different way of approaching this so that I'm not spending so, so much time doing this task every year. But this process is so freeing, really this de-junking process to let go of what no longer serves you and decide upon what sparks joy. So can I recommend another book for this year? The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. And although I do not follow her process to a T, I prescribe to several of her thought processes, such as asking the question, does this spark joy? And then thanking an item before allowing myself to let it go. So if you're getting rid of an item someone gave you, this process just kind of solidifies the idea that the giver gave some joy and also would not want you to feel burdened by the gift. There's energy in these items. There's this vibration that is either uplifting or it's heavy. So keep what feels right energetically and part ways with the rest unapologetically. So back to writing my own SMART goal for January. Remember, SMART is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-sensitive. So basically, the way that I broke mine down, this de-junking, so I got specific and I said, I want to get rid of energetically exhausting items. Is this measurable? Yes, I'm going to be using three boxes and a trash can. The three boxes are one for recycling, one for reusing, and that's like I hold on to things that could be used for kids' projects or for some of my kids' yoga classes, things like that. And then a donation bin that can be a compilation of things that, 
you know, are just straight up going to go to Goodwill. And then also some things where I know that I have a specific home in mind where I think somebody would be find the item useful. And like I said, always the trash can too. So please don't try and squeeze everything into these three boxes because some of the stuff even Goodwill doesn't want because it's broken or too beat up for anybody else to really wear, you know, like some old ratty shoes and things like that. They may just like be garbage. I suppose you could reuse for certain certain things for certain projects, but like be realistic about what you would actually use. And then recycling, don't don't uh, mess up the recycling centers with a bunch of things that they can't even recycle. So be thoughtful of how your recycling center operates and what they realistically have the machine to recycle and to break down. That's how I'm going to measure achievable. Yes, by breaking it into sections of the home. Now Marie Kondo, this is what I'm going to try um, that I haven't necessarily done it this way, but she talks about doing it in categories instead of in rooms. So I'm going to try and do it a little bit different like that, where it's all the books or all the photos or all the clothes or all the toys and focus on a category at a time as opposed to a room because then that way you get all of the things and if you have like certain items spread out across all different rooms and they don't really need to be or they shouldn't be then you figure out what exactly you have and then what exactly is realistic to keep which leads us to the next realistic. Yes, this is realistic and it can be achieved. Now, will I get to everything in the house? Probably not, but in a way enough that I can feel satisfied by getting to the main categories of items in my house. So, and again, a lot of times it has to happen in the evenings and weekends and things like that. But I think if I pick just the specific categories and plug in the dates when I'm going to do it, then that is realistic. And then which brings us to time sensitive. And it's just in the month of January, really focusing in on this de-junking and then doing the best I can and then kind of letting it go. Another thing in January too that I plan to do is map out indoor projects. So that, um, and with that one, I'll be contacting help because these are all projects that will be outsourced then I will be adding it onto the calendar and then I will be getting it completed. And some of the things on my list, I have a long list, um, but I have a doorbell that hasn't worked in years. When I get that fixed, I have a ceiling fan that needs to be installed, shower tiling that needs to be redone and things of that nature. So I have my list and I have the people that I'm going to contact and then I will add them to my calendar when I get word from them that they can do the job and then I will get that completed. So that is my main January SMART goals. The one main SMART goal for January along with another goal as well. So clearly each month I'll be talking about my SMART goal for the month and other goals as well. And remember that a piece of the goal of this podcast is to create an accountability group. 
So by tuning in each week, you will hear a suggested goal to set. You'll decide what goal is the most pressing for you. And we'll go through the goal setting process and then you'll get after it. Then the next week, we'll check in on each other. And by the end of the 52 weeks of 2023, you should, and should being the key word, see some sort of transformation in the home, health, and or happiness categories. The assignment for the week has been set. Remember, we are shooting for progress, not perfection. This is simply about taking small, imperfect actions to hopefully arrive at our destination, feeling fit, mind, body, and spirit. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. The bigger the accountability group, the better. Follow on Facebook and Instagram at Feelings Fitness or visit the website for extra links and fun stuff over at www.feelingsfitness.com. And best of all, get on the email list for a little extra motivation and reminders on when each new podcast will be released. Until next time, keep exercising those emotions in an effort to feel fit, mind, body, and spirit.